0: and let's get started. Hey guys, I am super pumped. I was just saying to Dr. Amanda in our introduction before recording how excited I am to have this woman on the podcast. So we are gonna talk about all things money. I have to tell you, I'm in love with her reels. So you have to follow her on Instagram. This is not even the end of the show and I'm telling you, you have to follow her. So (laughs) without further ado, I'm gonna introduce Dr. Amanda. Can you tell everyone a little about yourself?
1: Yes. I'm so excited to be on with you, Rachel. Thank you. So I'm Dr. Amanda. I'm known as the money healer, which is a really fun story. Actually. I always do money stories with my clients and I had this group of siblings and they were doing their money stories together and they were having these huge transformations in their family. And we were at the closing session and I was talking about what happened for you over the 12 weeks we were working together. And they're like, you know, the best way I can describe it is that you're a money healer. And I was like, oh my God, I love that. (laughs) That's amazing. It made me so happy. So that's really what I love to do. I love to help people heal their relationship to money so that they can make any amount of money that they choose and feel really good about it because money brings up, everything, (laughs) you know, like shame, fear, doubt, excitement, infatuation, resentment. Like, I mean, we could probably attach every emotion to money. And for me, I went from food stamps to building a six-figure business in its first year. And so I know a lot about being stuck in survival, feeling super afraid and having a very poverty consciousness mindset and feeling really victim to my surroundings and then completely shifting through doing mindset work. And I realized Most people don't know this stuff, and everybody needs to know how to shift their mindset so they can get what they desire.
0: Well, it's interesting. I have a completely opposite story. I came from a family of money, and there was such shame in that. And I know that that shame was passed down. I was just saying to my mom the other day, I was like, I need to mend my relationship with money because I go into kind of this like, shame part. And I know that it has just been handed down. So I was really yeah. excited to interview you and kind of hear some of your tips and tools. And I think a lot of people have money problems, whether they're overspending it, or they feel like you said that fear about it, or they're not making what they want to, and they yeah. don't know
1: why they're stuck. Oh, I love that you shared this because, you know, here's where we go. Shame attached to money pretty much across the board happens. And it can come from like, oh, I don't, I'm not enough from being impoverished or I have wealth shame because I don't feel like I deserve it or I didn't earn it. You know, a lot of people have that issue. So I've, I've worked with people across the spectrum and, you know, sometimes it's like, I remember sitting down pretty early in my journey with this woman who was, I would call her a mega millionaire. I don't know how many millions she was worth, but a lot. And she was really young and she was a real estate investor. And the business had been passed down from her dad, who was really successful. And she really struggled with wealth shame. She's like, Oh my god! I just I don't have any friends. I kind of hide my money and the, how much money I have. It's weird because everyone else is working and I'm I don't have to work every day. And you know, it was just this. Uh, I was I was very intrigued by that.
0: That's the case. You grow up with somebody whether it's inherited money. Which yeah, they had and that was even more shame. And I think also not understanding how to have that positive look at working. So yeah. not up and not seeing that kind of show up was also, I think, a hard thing for me to learn and kind of comes to our topic today, which yeah. is, you know, that work hard mentality is not going to get you the money that you deserve to have. It's not going to come with flow and ease. Yes, I think that's the part that I witnessed
1: in my family. Right. Because here's the thing, money doesn't solve anything. It doesn't make you happy. You could have buckets of money, millions and not feel good about it. Yeah. Right. And you could equally be very impoverished financially. Like you could be broke, but feel great, you know, or, or, or sometimes people say you could be poor, but feel great. And then broke is the mindset, you know, so it's like, where's your mindset around money is really what matters. So
0: tell me what this mindset about this work so hard work so hard kind of takes away from your money flow.
1: Yeah. You know, I would say it's, probably the more women I work with and and entrepreneurs in general, that idea that I've got to work hard to make money or I've got to work hard to hold up an appearance. It could be right. And that can be related to like, I've got to create a successful business to prove myself. And so I'd say the most deeply rooted part is I'm not enough and I've got to prove myself. And that's why we work too hard.
0: That was me. And something that I had to deal with face to face, this past few years, because as we came out of this uncertain time, what I did was overworked. And what I realized is that was an addiction that I had and that I've worked on so that I create healthy boundaries, mm-hmm. but it really came from not feeling that self-worth. I'm not. Yeah. Enough. And yeah. so I prove myself because I always had like bad grades in school. I had a learning disability, but that was way before they ever kind of figured that stuff out. And that has shown up in my work and my money flow, because you're kind of in that like desperation to prove yourself that money flow is not going to happen as easily. Yeah. Totally.
1: Well, and even if it does, it doesn't fix the problem, <laughs> yep. right? Because I've seen people at both ends where the money flow doesn't happen because they've got those unconscious money blocks or the money flow happens, but it doesn't fix the hole that they're trying to fill. And so then other problems get created, you know? So it all goes back, like you're saying to your worth, how you feel about yourself is going to be a reflection in your money and the way you feel about your money. So one of the reasons I love working with money is because I always tell people you Your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. So if you don't like what you're getting on the outside, you've got to change what's within. So on the outside, money is a reflection of the inside, the way you feel about yourself. And money is just a relationship. You know, it's you have a relationship with money. So if you feel shame about money, it's gonna cause, you know, I like to use the word wonkiness (laughs) in your money flow. You know, sometimes it'll be that you get a whole windfall. But then you don't spend, invest, save it well. And then you feel more guilt and shame because you're like, crap, see, I'm not responsible with money. And then you go, oh, no, I don't know what to do. And so just all kinds of wild stuff gets created in these ways when we have really those worthiness issues at the root of the issue. So would you say the majority of people
0: that work with you in your 12-week program are diving into mindset and they didn't even know they
1: were going to dive into mindset? (laughs) You you know, I'd say originally, yes, they did it. And now it's like, so obvious. Like I have a really cool mastermind. It's called NFA Money Mamas. So NFA stands, um, am I allowed to swear? I don't even remember if we said my company name. (laughs) So my company name is NFA Money and NFA stands for no fucking around. And so I have an NFA Money Mama mastermind. And to start in the mastermind, they walk through a 12 week course that's called reprogram your money mindset because it's the core of everything. If you don't start there, you're going to always build a business that's out. Of alignment because, unless you're one of those people that's already in alignment, which is very, very rare, you know, like the only people that I see that are pretty consistently in alignment is people who have done this type of work and it's a lifelong journey for them.
0: Yeah. What would you say? So, if somebody's out of alignment, what are characteristics that show up in their business and really their life? Because I'm, yeah, our business is a mirror
1: of our life. It's like, that's a great question. So some of the symptoms would be anytime you're feeling overwhelmed, exhaustion, proving yourself, which could look like waking up in the morning and feeling like, I've got to do so much to show people. You're not going to have this conscious thing when you wake up in the morning. You're not going to be like, I got to prove myself today, right? Instead, it's going to show up as, overwhelm usually. It's like I'm overwhelmed by doing things I don't really want to do that aren't really what inspire me. And so they work hard thinking I'll do this hard work to make enough money to then get to do the things I really love to do. So I see that a lot for people. They're not in their zone of genius. They're t- being told what they should do mm-hmm. to build their business by other people who they have negatively compared themselves to. So they go, "Oh, this mentor has the answer because, you know, he or she is doing this awesome stuff in the world and they know the answer, but I don't. So I'm going to do what they told me to do, but then it doesn't really feel that good. And you just keep doing that. And what you do is create a prison out of your business. Right. And then you wake up every day just going, this isn't worth it. And I don't enjoy this. And why am I even bothering? Right.
0: Right. And so when we feel that way, what is, I know we could go on for like hours talking about what to actually do. But are there some simple steps that our listeners could take as a takeaway to like, when you feel like you're in that prison or you have, you know, reached out and hired a coach and they're telling you to do things that don't feel in alignment, what do you usually suggest?
1: Well, first I'd say when you are hiring someone, make sure that they model what it is that you desire To create. So if you're hiring someone who's like, you know, I I get these all the time, like in Instagram DMs, like usually it's from men, (laughs) but it's like, you know, I can help you do this in five weeks and scale to $7 million. And it's like, dude, like I didn't ask for that. And is that in alignment with anything I choose to do in the world? And so I think one thing that people really can walk away with first is this is going to sound so simple. And it's one of the best tools that I have is. Sit down after this episode and in your journal, write down, what do I absolutely love to do? Every single thing you did. And, and I want you to look at the last week to month of your life and write down everything you love to do. Everything that brought you joy, everything that brought you energy, everything that made you feel like, yes, I want to do more of this. And for some people- rock
0: this. I want to wake up and take the, yes. take the world by storm.
1: Totally. And those things are the things that you want to keep doing more of. And then on the other side, like take two sheets of paper or one side of your journal, the other side of your journal, and write down things that drain my energy, that even just that word, those words alone, or I hate doing, right? And write down every single thing on that list and give yourself permission to be honest with yourself. Don't think about what this list is going to do or where it's going to take you or what you've got to do with it. Just start there and get honest with yourself. The NFA money formula that I came up with, it's three steps. Number one is recognize. And this is a recognition process by doing this exercise. You got to recognize where you're at because it's impossible to get where you want to go if you don't know where you're at, right? So you got to recognize where am I out of alignment and where am I in alignment? So on that, I love to do part. That's what you want to start doing more of because your feelings are your guide to manifestation Consciously. Right. If you feel good about something that's automatically raising your vibrational frequency, which is automatically attracting easy money to you. Mm -hmm. Right. The things on the drop side, they're the things you hate or that are draining your energy. You want to drop, automate or delegate. And so the next layer of that list is next to it, right? Do I drop this? Because it's something someone told me I should do that I don't really need to be doing. You could automate it through a system or you could delegate it to somebody else and just start that list. You don't have to do anything with it immediately. Just start it to start to go, okay, I recognize I'm out of alignment. Then number two for the NFA money formula is reframe. So you're gonna reframe everything. In your mind or in your actions. And so that drop automate delegate list is those parting up where you're going to start to reframe and go, hmm. if I hate doing something and I know the principle that Dr. Amanda taught me, which is you can't get what you want doing what you don't want to do. <laughs> and you go like, "Hmm, okay, which am I going to start with first? Like, is it hiring a social media VA? Is it letting go of a couple social yeah. media platforms because I'm on too many and it's overwhelming me? Is it I'm going to hire a housekeeper so I have two extra hours per week to work on doing something I really enjoy doing in my business? Like, you know, there's lots of ways to delegate. And then, in number 3, you're going to repeat to reprogram okay and this is the simplest exactly what i did in my own mindset to start to completely transform and it's how i teach everybody everything that they're doing in their business it's like the simplest formula so it's recognize reframe repeat to reprogram and so if you do this drop automate delegate list and love list and you really get conscious of these things and start playing with it what will happen is that you'll notice over time like, let's say a month of doing this, all of a sudden you start to wake up and you go, I've got a map to what I love doing. And I'm going to start doing more of that. And then you start to elevate your frequency. And then you start to attract easier opportunities your way. And you start to just plant the seed of belief. Like maybe I don't have to work hard to make money. Maybe it could be fun. And you start to have evidence of it in your reality. And then you want to do more of it. And so just start there.
0: What if somebody has, I mean, I think it's that classic sign that we're scared to let go of what's not working. I I think, and I think that's such a mindset shift. What do you suggest for that person? Who's like, they maybe love doing social media at one time and now it's social media just drains them, but they're scared
1: to let go and delegate. Usually what we do is we think we've got to drop things completely. Whereas I would start asking like, what could be tweaked here? Mm -hmm. Right. And I say this, I'll, I'll give a story as an example. I did this with my podcast. So I had a podcast for a couple of years that was rocking and rolling. And I started to get bored with it. And I also wasn't getting a ton of engagement. And I was like, I don't like just speaking for no, you know, like, is, is this making a difference, <laughs> you know? And so I had this weird idea, like, oh, maybe YouTube is the way to go. So I really like pivoted. I dropped my podcast completely. I left it like there that people could listen to, but I didn't add any episodes for eight months. And I pivoted to YouTube. And then I started to be like, I never really was that into YouTube. Like what happened here? <laughs> And I realized like what I could have done is just changed what I was doing on the podcast. You know, I could have refreshed and gotten it more aligned. And so I just recently relaunched my podcast and I'm loving it. Like I'm, I'm like on fire. I can't sleep. I'm excited. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And so I would ask everyone to, what they want to do first is consider like, what don't I like about it? Get clear there. Is it the whole thing? Is it the posting, you know, because something you could do is you could create videos. Let's say you love making videos. You could create videos, put them in a file and have someone else post them for you. Right. If it's that you don't like to even make the videos, you could take content from something you're creating that you do enjoy and have a VA create content from that and repurpose it. Right. right? So it might not be that you need to drop it all together. It might just be slight tweaks that you need to make. And so for me, like I look back, I'm like, I could have just tweaked my podcast instead of completely abandoning it. <laughs> I love that personal story because I think whenever
0: I'm listening to a podcast, when somebody brings in a personal story, especially one where it's like in hindsight, we could have done something. It really resonates.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I've done that many times, and I've learned. I'm like, okay, wait, slow down.
0: <laughs> Ask slow down some good questions.
1: Yeah, like instead of just going like I, I hate this and I don't want it. Well, what do you not like well, about I think it? That comes from when we feel overwhelmed
0: from not yeah. not knowing what decision to make. I mean, for sure, in times where I feel uninspired by what I'm doing. And it only takes really a shift of mindset. I'm like, wait, I was looking at this all wrong. Or it takes me really delegating something because something's become tedious and boring. Yes. Yes.
1: Exactly and I, well, and you know, I have to say as creators, you're going to get bored. So you've got to keep tweaking stuff. Otherwise you do want to abandon it because it's like, it can be redundant to teach the same things every day that you already know really well, but it's new to the people you're attracting. Right. And so it's like, how can you play in this place of going like, wait, it's new and exciting to somebody who's never heard this before. And if I really want to gain traction and momentum in my business, I don't want to keep shiny object syndrome going everywhere all over the place. And I've had that in the past where it's like, I'll get bored. And then I'm like, but wait, how can I tweak either my thinking around it to help people in new ways or go like, okay, what if I could take this program and break it up differently instead of starting all over and doing, you know, like, so just, I I would say this is a a really important one, slow down to speed up. Okay. So what that means is slow down enough to reflect on that place where I said, recognize, you got to recognize what I don't like about it. Are there certain tweaks I could make? And sometimes it might be, I've heard, you know, I was listening to a podcast the other day. I can't remember who it was, but they were saying they had a friend who had decided to leave her multimillion dollar business. She just was done. And, but she was seven years in and she's like, I've made millions. I, it doesn't align with me anymore. And that's where you got to really be courageous and go, I trust that something else there is better for me next because I've lost my inspiration for it. And so you got to start asking and absolutely hire a coach to help you. Like, you know, a good coach can help you determine whether this is burnout or whether it's actually like, this is really not in alignment for you anymore. So often it's helpful to have someone have that outside perspective. Tell me, we talk about reframing a lot. For somebody who is like,
0: okay, (laughs) Dr. Amanda, give me your tips for reframing. What really works for you when you're reframing something?
1: Yeah. I'll say the simplest things. Like when I was on food stamps and I started shifting my values to wealth building, I would just reframe everything through basically like simple affirmations. And because what I realized is that I had a mindset that was really driven toward negative thinking. And and we all are because we're animals and we live by the pleasure pain principle. And that means that we're geared for survival. And so we remember negative things eight times more easily than positive things. And so you actually have to train your brain to be positive, which seems counterintuitive. You're like, really? We're not just born positive. Actually, we're born to look and scan our environment for things that could threaten us. Right. And so we've got to start to train our brain in the direction of seeing it differently. Mm-hmm. And so I started with simple informations. One of my favorites was I'm a money magnet. Everything I touch turns to gold. And I put it on my phone, like and I w- said it because it was believable to me because I started looking for evidence of it. Like I'd find a penny on the ground. I'd be like, I'm a money magnet. Everything I touch turns to gold. And someone would take me out to dinner unexpectedly. I'd be like, I'm a money magnet. Everything I touch turns to gold. And I just kept repeating that. And I just used really simple affirmations. Like, and in my phone, I'd put alarms every hour at like, you are you know, you can get to six figures in your business. Like, come on, Amanda. Like I even put my name on there. Like go Amanda, you're getting to six figures in your business. Like it was so fun. And And I love doing stuff like that because it's just that little reframe in your mind. Like, oh yeah, I don't need to worry about imposter syndrome. I'm getting there. I can do it.
0: (laughs) I love that. What are tricks that you use these days? Is it still the same affirmations?
1: Similar. I definitely alter them to fit whatever phase I'm in of growth. And and so it's definitely changed since I started. But one of my favorite ones now is work less, make more, have fun. Mm -hmm. And I align everything I do from that. I go, okay, is this project filled with joy? Is it simple? Is the design in alignment with my zone of genius? And is it just bringing me fun and joy? And then I go like, if that's a yes, oh yeah. (laughs) And so it's always like an alignment principle of like, okay, am I working less, making more and having fun? Right. How did you come up with your business idea? for nfa like the name or yeah, no, for nfa just out of yeah oh it's a fun one so actually it started in high school i was a swimmer and i had I, I was in swimming and volleyball and then i started swimming and i was doing awesome and so i quit the volleyball team but i wanted to play volleyball so i was like Ooh, dad, there's a rec league, but it was for adults only. And the rules were that you just had to have one adult. So I'm like, dad, you be the adult. I'll get all my friends and we will kick ass. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, he's like, sure. And so I named our team, team NFA. And, you know, know, of course, no one, you know, you're not allowed to swear when you're a kid. So it was like, everyone guessed what it was, but I was like team NFA. And then all my sports teams after that were team NFA. And then one day I was working with a client and he was like, you know, this is so helpful. You're really like my tough love, dad, but you're also really soft and sensitive. And I said, well, I'm really NFA. I'm not fucking around about your results. Like I care about you. And he was like, yeah. And then I shared this story. (laughs) <laughs> and I decided to name my package NFA Transformation. And I put it on my bio and someone reached out on Instagram and she's really well known. You probably know her, Tiffany Carter with Project Me with Tiffany. She reached out, she's like, and I said, you know, food stamps to six figures, NFA Transformation. And I said what it was. And she's like, that's awesome. So she invited me on her podcast and we were having this conversation and she's like, that is an awesome name. Have you ever thought about branding your business as that? And I was like, The F word in my business. That would be crazy. I stayed up all night. Like I didn't sleep that night thinking like, should I do it? I didn't sleep. I got up in the morning and I was like, fuck it. I'm doing it. (laughs) Yeah. So that's where NFA came from.
0: (laughs) So I would love to ask you, you talk a lot about reframing this money mindset and you talked about like what mindset you needed to change. Do you ever come up where you have some of these mindset tweaks that you still need to change, even though you've kind of achieved the success that you want?
1: Oh yeah. All the, every, all the time. (laughs) I always like to tell everyone here, this is a never ending journey. Part of the reason, you know, I don't know if people will ever see this on video, if they're just listening, but I have spirals all over because I love the concept of upward spiral growth. It's not like you go from point A to point Z and it's just a straight line upward trajectory. Instead, it's a spiral upward curve. And so at every new part of yourself, you're going to quantum leap to the next level through expansion. And so it never ends. Like I come up against money blocks, all the time. And people are going to experience this, you know, when you get married or you have kids or you get to the next level in your business or a death happens or you get an inheritance. I mean, like we could go down the list, like you're going to always uncover new unconscious parts of yourself because we have so many money downloads when we're kids that get stored into our subconscious. And then they get triggered by something and then it can cause, if you're not clear about it, it starts to cause that, you know, what I call competing commitments where you say you want something, but you get a different result Mm -hmm. because you're not clear what that subconscious block is. So for me, yeah, I mean, definitely like I had a lot around relationships because I had a really challenging relationship trajectory. I left my 15 year marriage having an affair and then that started the whole like food stamps and I had three kids and I was in grad school and just a lot of money challenges and just hard time in relationships. My next relationship wasn't working. And so I was like, I really had this belief that for me, it came up from my fundamentalist Christian upbringing that like women aren't supposed to even make money and they're not supposed to be breadwinners for sure. <laughs> and so it was like, oh, I can't have a relationship. And make money, those two things can't go together. And I can't be powerful as a woman moneymaker. And so I had a lot of that to work through. And so that still can show up sometimes. And definitely I'd say my number one, one has been learning how to disentangle the, you got to work hard and hustle hard and go all the time and create stress to make money. I think a lot of entrepreneurs are going through
0: that like right now. And I actually, Everyone's probably always going through it, but I think a lot of entrepreneurs are very vocal about it right now that, you know, you don't have to have that attitude and that attitude just burns us out. Yeah. I mean, like I shared in the beginning that added so much stress and so much burnout that, you know, I woke up one day and I was like, I'm not inspired by anything. Yeah. Uh, it's not a good
1: feeling to be in, especially when you have like a great life. Yeah. But which that, is confusing, right? You feel ungrateful and then you're told to be grateful. So you're like, oh, something's really wrong with me. <laughs> and it was really going and working
0: on those core beliefs that I had. And that yeah. it was so much about mindset, reframing, really looking at what I could delegate out. I mean, everything that you said today was exactly where I was. And I was successful doing that. And yeah. you no know, still came up against that block that I had.
1: Yeah. Something you just said that's so important for people to hear and acknowledge is that you really got to define what success is. Mm-hmm. Cause success can look like lots of money in the bank, or it can look like I like to think about I've been playing with this in my mind. I'm like, do I reframe the word success as prosperity or abundance? Or because it's like it doesn't feel good if you're making a lot of money and feel like crap when you wake up yeah. in the morning. That's not is that success? Heck no, I don't want that, you know? And so I agree with you. I think people are really starting to notice, like, hmm. What do I want? What feels good to me? What brings Redefined, me joy? Right. Like yeah. redefining what the word success
0: means, I totally. think, totally a big game changer. And yeah. I think we're coming into a time where people are really open to seeing how much they can change their mindset.
1: Yeah. And it's amazing how much you can. <laughs> like, mind blowing to me. And that's a funny term to use in this case, because it's really what happens. You like blow your mind and you reinvent yourself from yeah. a different way of thinking and being. And then everything in your reality is created from that place. And it all starts with like, what do I actually believe? I like to ask people really when they're going through money stories, it's like, what do I believe about money? One that's really fun for the conversation we had today is like, write down making money is blank. And then just write down whatever comes up you know, and, and that'll give you a lot of indications of like, is it hard work? Is it easy? Is it fun? Is it scary? Is it right? You're like really oh. do an indication to what you believe. Yeah. Yeah. So you just want to start asking yourself a lot of questions. Like, what do I believe about money-making? What do I believe about women and money-making? What do I believe about hard work? What do I, you know, and just start playing with yourself more and going like, huh, whoa no wonder I'm getting the results I'm getting.
0: (laughs) I I can see from this conversation that we had today, and I'm so grateful for you being here. I see that fun is really important value for you. Yes. (laughs) When you talk, I mean, you are just so elevated, smile, excited. Thank you.
1: And I'm, I'm so glad you see that because that's been something that has come up for me in the last few years where I was grinding. Like I was very much stuck in the hustle mentality of like, and Deeply believed you have to work hard to make money, especially as a woman. You know, like my first year of business, when I broke through to six figures, I worked my ass off like, wow, (laughs) a lot.
0: That's true. Yeah. I always think when I think there's also a different mindset between the amount of money that you make. I remember when I had like a five figure month or a four figure month or a three figure, like all of those different steps. Yeah, it's just the mindset that it takes to then make multiple six figures and kind of going through each of those blocks. Like, am I going to be able to keep up with this? Am yeah. I going to do this? All of that, those fears that kind of come up.
1: Totally, yes. And and I'll say it's funny because right before you and I got on, I was recording my episode release because of the holiday. I usually do it live on Mondays, but at the holiday, so it's going to be a pre-recorded. And I'm talking about the zones of manifestation to scale your business roadmap, and it's like. Getting into the zone of manifestation is where we want to be. And it's exactly what you're describing because, you know, when you are thriving and humming and flowing and feeling good doing what you want to do, what happens is that it's really interesting because you start to care less about the money and and you make more. And it and not saying you don't care about money because you love money and, you know, money flows to you, but you, you're not focused on, I've got to make not money. Big, that's not yeah. the big
0: focus. You're
1: focused on, yeah. am I having fun and am I making an impact? And how can I help more people in a way that feels totally aligned with myself? Like, where do I wake up in the morning, excited to play? Like, that's the life and business I want everyone to create. That's
0: <laughs> you know? cool for everyone.
1: Yeah. So I just want to thank
0: you so much for being here today. Can you tell everyone where to find Joe? It's going to be yes. of the show notes, guys. Um, But tell everyone where to find Joe.
1: Absolutely. So all things NFA money. So if they go to NFA money on Instagram, YouTube, my website, and I just released my new podcast. It's called the Woman Entrepreneur Podcast. So I'm really excited about that. They can do a free biz breakdown session with me if they want to learn more. Wow. I've got like a lot of cool resources. So those and, you know, yeah, NFA money, check it out and definitely listen to the podcast. They'll get a lot out of it. We conversations like we had today.
0: Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much, guys. You have to follow this woman. As I said, in the beginning of this conversation, she's got great content, great tips, easy to digest, easy to implement. And clearly you have fallen in love with her during this episode as well. (laughs) All right. Bye Dr. Amanda. Thanks
1: guys. Bye, everyone.
0: Thank you. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at rachelafeldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.